Hi. Hello. I'm Julian. I'm Gumshoe Tom. We are Team Binge. We are here to talk about Season 2, Episode 8 of The After Party. This episode was not called Senior Chang. It was not called Jang. It was called Fang, (laughs) which I apologize. I think I have said this character's name wrong several times throughout this podcast. (laughs) Thank you. All of those uh, letters that I received, I welcome them, and this is my public apology. You can take that Apologies to my accepted. lawyer. I know you wrote the majority of the letters, Tom, so <laughs> it all makes sense. We're going to talk through the mystery of it all. This focused on Fang, but I guess Kyler as well, which is his videographer slash assistant manager of the mm-hmm. Baobing, I guess. what What is Kyler's title other than starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals? I don't know, Chief Marketing Officer? I think Jeng just, or uh, TJ got me saying it. (laughs) I think think Fang just has no idea how to use a a cell phone and doesn't understand what TikTok is. There's some funny jokes about that, but needed him to kind of get this. uh, Because I mentioned if you have a food truck or an ice truck like this, it's all about social media. So he needed needed some young blood to, to help him out. You don't have to tell me, Tom, as someone who doesn't use social media or go to food trucks. I would assume those two go hand in hand because I'm ignorant of both. Tom, let's check your pulse in terms of, let's rate this two ways. One, in terms of entertainment, how did you feel about this episode? And two, as we're closing in on one more character episode and then the solving the mystery episode, two more episodes, how did you feel we're set from a mystery perspective? Yeah, so I'll start with the first. I I had fun with this. I think we're both on record here saying we're not huge fans fans of Ken Jeong. I think when he goes a little bit too wacky, it's just not my humor. But I like that they kind of dialed him back a little bit and allowed Mm -hmm. him to act. I thought there were some emotional beats that they even touch on throughout this episode, which I thought were really good. And I thought Ken Jeong did a good job with it. I think from a mystery, I feel like we got some really big stuff towards the end of the episode. So I'm interested to kind of talk through that with you, see if you kind of caught some of the things that I caught, um, because I think we're quite a bit closer to figuring out who the potential murderer is. Oh, great. Oh, great. Because if you would ask me that same question, I'll take the second one first. I would have said, I don't feel any closer to uh, who solved this. So uh, the joy of this is Gumshoe Tom teaches me about policing, and I teach him about how to be a human being. I appreciate that. I'm still learning. You're welcome. You're welcome, robot. (laughs) Speaking of robots, this episode starts with Kyler and his skateboard videos, because a bunch of this is his, like, Instagram. I'm assuming it's Instagram. Tom, I don't know. There's, like, a bunch of pictures, I guess, but some of them are videos, and... He uh, hurts himself drastically on the, this. In my generation, Tom, we called this something that would end up on America's Funniest Home Videos. And Bob Saget, Lord rest his soul, would, <laughs> you know, I don't know, laugh with the audience. And then this person would make $1,000. Is that what the grand prize was for America? I think it was probably ten grand at least, right? I Man, don't know. The economy was booming. Reagan was president. <laughs> Bob Saget was a clean comet. Man, things were good. Anyways, this episode did seem a little bit like an iPhone commercial. There's a lot of, we're filming with our iPhones, we're showing our iPhones. Mm -hmm. And as someone who doesn't use an iPhone, Tom, how did it make you feel? I had no idea what these things were. I thought they were iPads, just small iPads. I I didn't get it. Nice, nice. Were you confused when there were 12 cameras on the back of the phone? <laughs> yeah, because when the, when the first 11 don't do it, that 12th that really 12th gets you one. that extra zoom. That extra, extra wide for your skateboard shots. No, that's the skateboard camera. It's specific oh, for filming okay. camera. I'm assuming every iPhone is just going to add another camera until there's just <laughs> cameras all over the place and no touchscreen and the world ends. Anyways... We have. I'm pretty sure that's how Silo started. Yeah, that's probably pretty true. Silo, a show we did, which made more sense to me than this show. But, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. That's the down, down, deep talk for you. Mm-hmm. We start with uh, Anique, and Vivian does not wish to be interviewed, and he makes her say affair. She makes him say affair. No, you're mm-hmm. going to make me say it. 
that that happens twice, right? There's the part where Anik's like, "You're gonna make me say it." I know about the affair, and then Vivian with her daughters is like, "You're gonna make me say it." I know about the affair, which do we know? I guess this confirms it was true, right? Because we kind of questioned it, or at least I had some questions. So the affair really did happen. Yeah, we didn't know the full extent of it because we assume Ulysses is maybe embellishing in his mind movie, but certainly it is true. And and I like what Nick says here is like, you know, hey, Zoe, Zoe deserves to know the truth and she deserves to hear it from you. Um, kind of taking Nick out of this situation because I think in the last episode we got Danner telling her or him that like, hey, you can't tell her this. And that would be a pretty big secret not to tell your your girlfriend that you potentially want to marry. Sure. Okay, there. I I want to point out there was a moment here where I was like, did they have an affair? Because Vivian plays this really like close to the chest when he's like, mm-hmm. you have to, and she finally makes him say it. I was almost like, oh, she didn't have an affair. We're gonna find that out. But later scenes ruined that theory, and I'm trying to solve all the wrong things with this show. <laughs> I guess is what I'm getting at. Speaking of trying to solve all the wrong things, why is Isabel giving away armor and Edgar stuff? <laughs> I don't know. Like, we got a lot of little bits of Isabel throughout this episode, and another weird reference to the armor. So, I'm wondering if this is going to come into play at some point. It just makes, doesn't make sense why they keep referencing it, or at least her character does. But, you know, her her next, uh, our next episode is her mind movie. So, very interested to see what we we get from her. Well, she says something like, Do you want this armor? And Eek's like, Oh, you're. I mean, you're giving away the stuff really quickly. And she goes, You, she says something like, You have no idea. Like, I, didn't, I was like, okay, so we're supposed to assume there's a lot of stuff she's just trying to, like, offload. I'm assuming it's before the IRS shows up and, like, tallies up what the armor costs <laughs> and then taxes them. I don't know. I don't know what scheme she's at. I do know we cut. And, Tom, I feel like you should be very proud of me. There's a dartboard in the back of a scene, and it has colored darts in certain areas. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. thought to myself, that's a clue. I know that's a clue. Tom, was I right? Was that a clue or did someone just play darts? You you were 100% right. And like they cut to Travis and the way it's even shot, it's like uh, focused on both Travis and the dartboard in the background. So they're kind of doing like a double focus to really put your eye there. Um, This was actually not a terribly difficult one to solve if you do want to play around. Hey, hey. (laughs) I saw it, Tom. I didn't solve it. I saw it, and the to the well, naked did you eye, pause it was in try. a flash. You could have missed it, but my eagle eyes caught it. I'm sure the majority of the people watching this show didn't know this was a clue. How dare you <laughs> claim this was an easy one? Well, I'm just simply stating, if you if you knew this was a clue, give it a pause, look at it for a couple couple minutes to kind of think about how this might how you might possibly solve this one. We'll we'll cover it next week in the Tom Spoiler Corner for this episode, but this was kind of a fun one and I thought it was a little more accessible to to the audience than some of the super crazy difficult ones. Tom, if there's anything I've learned about me, it's that if someone's going to give me the answer in a week and I don't have to work for it, <laughs> I'm probably just going to wait that week out and come Fair. to Tom's Spoiler Corner. So, okay. I shall not be solving this. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, Gandalf. We we have Fang going to watch all of the footage. Does he, he, oh, Kyler sends it to him. I was going to say, does he get Kyler's phone? He doesn't get Kyler's phone. Kyler sends him all of the footage, and then they start. They, Tom, I've never seen this before. Somehow what's happening on the phone is also happening on a television screen. Is that was that some sort of TV chicanery where like he's scrolling on his phone, but it's also on the TV? I felt like that was a cool effect. That was uh, I gasped. Oh yeah, and this is obviously this is just movie or TV magic. Like this can't happen in real life. It was kind of a little bit far fetched, but I do appreciate that. Um, once he kind of sits down, Danner kind of tells him, "Yeah, just pop a squat. We could always use another mind for these movies." So I like the reference of mind movie because we know that is her like means of detecting what happened and then she even pulls the popcorn out of the bag which he did in the first season too which was fun oh that's right i think she makes some joke (laughs) anique's like popcorn she's like low blood sugar or something like that (laughs) very funny Uh, very funny fang makes a confession here that he did it all for his family and so Mm. down toretto style oh me familia and then he drinks a corona in the weirdest way anyone's ever drunk a beer (laughs) other than the way tom cruise drinks beer uh, which is once again how a young scientist would drink a beer. Anyway, go on. Where where is Tom Cruise drinking beer? Weird. 
there are several movies where he, uh, I think in A Few Good Men, um, in the second Fast and the Furious movie, and the third one <laughs> I'm going to go with is Top Gun Maverick. If you okay. splice those all together and you turn on uh, an old rock album, I'm going to say the Stillwater album, and you play it backwards, he's drinking beer funny and all of those. So, Wow. Are um, you sure you're not a sleuth? I feel like that's some like deep state type stuff. Nope. I'm just a guy that can make things up on the fly that don't make any sense. So... <laughs> Let's move on before I have to answer for my sins. All right, there's like social media posts and wedding footage kind of mixed in together. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where Fang describes what Baobing is. As the Mm -hmm. king of Bing, he describes what Baobing is. And I thought it sounded just delicious. There's like a milk mixture. It's like thinly ribboned ice. Uh, it just sound sounded really good, Tom. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't. Have you ever had this? I feel like I've had good shaved ice, but I can't. I don't think I've ever had it with these ribbon style and like extra fruit on top. The way he delivers all these, it looks delightful. Uh, we once traveled to an island that rhymes with Kauai, and they have <laughs> like a shaved ice out there. Okay. That I remember trying. Wait, but that's Hawaiian though, right? Isn't good. Ho- Hawaiian oh, shaved ice is we terrible? Don't, we don't sponsor countries unless they're going to pay us. I'm not okay. sponsoring any countries by dropping their names unless it's the U.S. of A. Because freedom? I don't know. You ever um, had Kansas shaved ice? It's a good stuff. No, I haven't had that. The PTA made me buy shaved ice like every Friday in elementary school. Is that a similar item? Or that was Italian ice. No, something that rhymes with Italian. Great. Now Big Italy. Ugh, I just paid them for advertising. I think it's Little Italy. Little. Sure, 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 sure. Um, ooh, let's pull this um, uh, bobsled back on the track. The Have you tried Jamaica. Taiwanese ice? <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> this is the globe trotting episode. This is this. Well, Funkle was probably the right episode for this. Let's bring it up here. <laughs> Have you tried ta- Taiwanese ice, Tom? No, but I'm definitely going to search it out. I mean, uh, the way Ken Jong talked about this, he sold me. I'm going to look for it. I mean, in the state that we live in, anything that's ribboned ice would probably be a big hit. Uh, and last about three minutes. <laughs> last about three minutes. That's right. We find out that Fang's got money troubles because a guy Mm -hmm. named Jim... Now, I have a father named Jim, and part of me wonders if this wasn't my dad calling Fang. I haven't asked him yet because (laughs) I haven't talked to him in a long, long time. But once he gets back from cigarettes, I'm going to ask him whether or not this was him (laughs) calling Fang. We find out... Was this a surprise to you? I feel like they kind of telegraphed that Fang was not a, a mogul. No, you could tell, like, even because we saw him talk to Sebastian in his mind movie, right, where he was kind of trying to ask for money alone or anything else. So they, they've already kind of hinted at this. And we kind of find out at the end of the episode that, you know, Fang isn't necessarily this brilliant businessman. He's just kind of doing this for the love of Vivian that kind of encouraged him to do it. But I like the, the comment about, like, being small business owners makes Anique repeat it about being the backbone of the country. That was pretty funny. Yes, that was that was very funny. So you bought his story that he was doing this for love. You you bought into that that this whole shaved ice scheme was for Vivian, who casually mentioned that she liked shaved ice. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I, the way this is positioned and still in and presented, I think yeah, Ken Jeong absolutely loves his wife, is very devoted to her, and is doing a lot of this for her. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. What do you think? You, you think it's it's just BS? Because like this is different than the other mind movies, right? He's not telling this like from his perspective and gussing this up a bit. Like this is all found footage. So that's what I think is fun about this episode too. Is everything we see is exactly as it happened, which we haven't really had in the series before. Mm, I don't know. I got to the end of this and he says some things, and I I don't know. I didn't quite buy. I didn't okay. quite buy. But. You know who else is we're not buying and is acting, as the kids say, sus? I thought you were going <laughs> to help me out there. You didn't help me out there at all. But Vivian is talking with her daughters and admitting to the affair, and the daughters use the term sus, which 
I like to use the term cess, Tom, because I'm hip. I, I did that um, Leonardo DiCaprio meme where you like lean back and point like straight ahead and start laughing. That's what I did when they said sus. I immediately thought of you. I'm like, yeah, there it is, sus. See, yep. we're cool. We said sus. Yep, we did say sus. <laughs> We've said it several times now. And uh, Lord knows, I hope we keep saying it because relevance <laughs> is important in the podcast game. And boy, oh boy, are we relevant. All right. Uh, our next sponsor is Werther's Candy, the candy for uh, all the popular kids. Werther's, if you need to interrupt a church service. Boom. <laughs> all right, Tom. I've got the ad reads for now on. Thank you. Uh, we get to see the car wreck, which I thought was very funny. Because now when Anik tells the story, there's a lot more damage. In this one, there is not so much damage. So is that speaking to like Anik's embarrassment or... Did Anik make it a small affair? I, I, I can't remember. It was eight weeks ago, if I'm doing my <laughs> math correctly. Well, when we talked about Anik's episode, it got to a point where it was like so cringeworthy because everything that could go wrong was going wrong. But as we see here, this is just, it was all in Anik's head and he was making it sound worse than it was because he also, he was holding on to that little Obama puppet of him and like drops it right before he starts going after the car versus oh, his true. mind movie. He takes it closer to the car and actually runs over it. So, like, there's some stuff kind of going on. I also do appreciate that we also got an Urkel reference where, yep. the, like, the video puts, like, the glasses on him and says, did I do that? Because I know you're a big Urkel fan. So. Uh, huge fan of Stefan and Urkel. <laughs> Either alter ego I'm, I'm on board with. I did feel like there was a chance to stop this car before it ran into the truck, right? It wasn't moving that fast. We kind of watched it happen. Uh, and I feel like a neat. If he just gets the move on, he gets his foot on that brake, right? I mean, it's possible, but I don't know if it's it's worth it. Just uh, it's, a, it's a vehicle. Let it let it get a little ding. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, well if you miss the jump of the car, car runs over you like an Obama puppet. It's not going to go well. Oh, Tom, if we didn't try anything that was going to break our legs, where would we be in this life? <laughs> you got to go for it. I've got a slanted driveway. Uh, Tom, I don't know what social media we use, but... We're going to pop that thing into neutral, and we're going to, you and I, video ourselves trying to stop it and see what happens. Yeah, we'll do a doop-doop. We'll t- I, don't, I don't know what that means, <laughs> um, but we will finish the season of this show before we do that, because when we perish, at least, I don't want any unfinished uh, seasons of TV shows mm-hmm. before we both go. Smart. Uh, what would be weird is if we did both go in that situation, because that meant either both of us were running to stop the vehicle, or one <laughs> of us did it, it went poorly, and the other one's like, well, he didn't make it, so I've got to give it a go. I like well, no, the I tripped, second one. I tripped you, and then while I was laughing really hard, I slipped. Oh, I thought you were going to say you felt so guilty that then you dove under as well. You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't live with the guilt. Uh, no, I had to mama bear it and lift the car, truck off of you. Oh, that's good luck. Good luck. <laughs> that's uh, 1.5 tons of pure Detroit muscle. I don't know. I'm not a car guy. Who knows what cars weigh? All right. We're back to the... Speak. We, if I was a better podcaster, I'd wrap this up into the truck getting repossessed. <laughs> a lot of truck talk on car talk today. Uh, I'm click. Tom's clack. All right. So there's the truck getting repossessed. What'd you take from this? This guy looked really familiar, too. I didn't look him up, but the uh, tow truck guy looked really familiar. Yeah, and it was funny. He had a shirt on. Like, the towing company was called Shipley Brothers Towing. And the writers of this episode and writers and directors, I believe, there are the Shipley Brothers who did... I think they did Trainwreck, if I'm not mistaken. Um, another kind of comedy. So it's just kind of a funny little nod to those two uh, two writers. I have not seen I have not seen Trainwreck. I did think this gentleman was very nice to let um, Fang go get his shaving ice machine, and mm-hmm. he had a daughter. He, oh, that's true. That's true. That's uh, that's what win, wins him over. Mm-hmm. And then he returns, carrying all the stuff in, and Vivian asks about the truck, and Fang blames Anik, and this was great to have. I guess to your <laughs> point, Fang is not pulling any punches, because if he didn't want to offend Anik in this situation, he could have told this differently. But mm-hmm. he very much lets Anik know that he blamed him for the truck having to go to the shop for all of the damage. He threw Anik under the truck. Yes. <sighs> Tom... Good work. 
much like you're going to do to me and then yourself out of guilt. <laughs> Fang, I think this is then where the uncle shows up and Fang is sad about the uncle and we get some real emotion here. Mm-hmm. I like how he gives that line from Henry Ford saying like, I don't, know the word quit and then immediately calls henry ford a racist but man the guy could give some quotes <laughs> yeah that's great and then later on kyler misquotes it which yeah. <laughs> i could very much as someone who tries to requote tv shows i appreciate his misquoting of it all uh-huh and fang is trying to also get edgar to invest i don't mm-hmm. think this is where he brings him the bao bing this is where he is trying to explain to him the the bow bing um, he just gets the idea i think at this point like this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna try to get him to invest like grace is marrying a multimillionaire. like i should start here that's right that's right and this is also probably the best part of the episode where we find out that kyler was sharing a room with the old auntie and he's <laughs> trying to throw m&ms in her mouth as she sleeps which is just a terrible <laughs> game um for to do to an elderly person that's uh i mean that's how i want to go just in my sleep choking on m&ms but okay good to know may we all be so lucky i also <laughs> would be fine being thrown or being tripped under a truck those are my two my two choices tom okay. make it happen maybe i'll maybe i'll try to incorporate both <laughs> tom honestly with your hand and eye coordination and your ability to throw things and hit people in the head with them i have no doubt you could get me under a truck and then make an m&m into my mouth with my last gasping breath yeah oh man for sure is this episode too dark do we need to do we need to turn this around let's talk about swimming edgar is swimming (laughs) there's this weird sign when edgar is swimming where it says like danger no swim and it was it, it's like reminiscent of like a somebody that just mopped at like a movie theater and says like hey don't slip but it's no swimming. I feel like when I was going through like the craziness of Reddit, uh, one of the things said that they thought he might have been poisoned via the pool, and like Roxana was also in the pool and in the pool float. Again, I don't think this makes sense at all, but I thought that was kind of weird. They would have a sign that says danger no swim. Huh. You make anything of that? Well, the only thing I can say is we've had pool scenes where Hannah has cleaned the pool. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, that would be the only, I didn't, I didn't see this sign. I didn't think of this at all. I just thought that uh, Gabe from the office looked great, you know, taking those, taking <laughs> he's those. He's like covering himself as he's getting out of the <laughs> yeah, water too. <laughs> modesty, Tom, modesty. Something the world's forgotten is modesty. <laughs> And so uh, Fang just needs a small investment, a small $400,000 investment in order Mm -hmm. to get this thing going off the ground. And Edgar is not not receptive of it, right? He gives them the time of day, gives them an opportunity. Yeah, he says, I don't normally invest in brick and mortar unless there's like room for expansion and growth. So he's he's yeah, he's not completely uh, giving him the cold shoulder here. Sure, sure. But you know who does give the cold shoulder? Uh, Ulysses, who shows up with this weird handmade dumb guitar. What was what was going on here? It's a hand-carved neg- Nagoni, uh, which I like his light about. You could it's make like, up oh. whatever name you want, Tom. I'm not going to correct you. You could have. That sounds like some sort of sushi dish, but go ahead. I love his response, though. He's like, uh, man, this, this is not machine-made. And he looks at his arms. Unless you call these machines. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Funkle really coming after it. And then we have the moment where Fang and Funkle rekindle their hatred for one another. Actually, it's mm-hmm. really Fang that hates him and the Funkle is just being a dude. But yeah, this is the emotional snake stakes of this episode. I hate to see when brothers fight. As someone who has brothers, as you have brothers, it's just tough. It's just Another tough. half brothers. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Wait, Fang and Funkle are half brothers, or your brothers are half brothers? <laughs> no, Fang and Funkle are half brothers. Mm, should I know this? How do I know? Yeah, because that's why, like Vivian. Yeah, because if Vivian was getting with Funkle, I think they talked about like being incest or something like that. But he's a half brother; he's not related to her. I, I can't remember. They make note of it, but yeah, they are half brothers. 
Well, incest would be if Funkle and Fang had a relationship. I don't Listen, this is it's... what Grace or Zoe said. One of them thought it was incest for some reason when they first were told about it. Okay. If you'd like us to discuss this topic uh, more, <laughs> you can join us for our Game of Thrones podcast, which is called <laughs> Julian Tom Game in the Throne. <laughs> We've got a great tutorial about how to use an ice shaver, <laughs> and it's not going well. I think he's trying to train someone, and this is where he's screaming at the lady as they. She's he's like too thick, too thin, <laughs> um, and then the only guy that can pull it off is who? Tom, the weird Zach Galifianakis uh, <laughs> guy. That's who he reminds me of. I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but that's exactly who that actor reminds me of. He's got that look, but just bigger, bushier eyebrows. But yeah, so he could do it, which is kind of funny because we know he's going to be MIA later. Um, so it's kind of fun to have him be featured with another character. Sure, sure. I didn't find him as obnoxious in this scene as the other scenes with him. So I'm going to give him a third chance. <laughs> Fang is crying down the aisle as one does when their only daughter or the daughter of their brother is being mm-hmm. married. <laughs> I mean, again, this was one, like, it's he's goofy, but I appreciated the motion that they were trying to do throughout. Like, they didn't, he didn't, to me, this is why it's kind of emotional. Like, there's emotional beats throughout all of these little found footage bits. It's not just him giving that speech at the end and saying how much he loves Vivian. Um, I think all of these little, little moments kind of add up to be emotional for me. Well, I'm glad that you felt emotions, robot. It means <laughs> your training is working. Beep boop. Speaking of training and things working, Isabel flushes out of nowhere. Isabel starts flushing pills. I mean, the the round blue pills that we've seen. I what what am I gleaning from this, Tom? Why is she flushing pills? They were they expired? I mean, Was she doing that thing that we're all <laughs> supposed to do, where we go into our medicine cabinets and throw away all the expired pills so that our children don't get hooked on something? Well, she has the Adderall, which is interesting because I think she took one of the Adderall from Grace at one point, but now she seemingly has like the whole bottle and all of them. So maybe these are hers. Um, But I do appreciate that she knows how to get rid of evidence, right? Like we saw Zoe earlier just moving that teapot from one room to another. Yeah. This is how you get rid of evidence. Yeah. It's going to be real suspicious when someone goes to get the toilet bowl cleaner and there's a teapot underneath the sink. No (laughs) one's going to be like, oh... There's where the cleaner is. But yeah. Devil's I, Trumpet is really good on stains, though. Oh, that's true. That's true. One of our sponsors tonight is Devil's Trumpet Toilet Bowl Cleaner. You can <laughs> drink it and die, or you can kill all the germs in your toilet and live. Isn't that kind of like any toilet cleaner, though? You could drink it and die. Tom, oh, man, now they're not going to pay us. We gave away their secret. Yeah, come on. They're, we're the toilet bowl cleaner that might kill you if you drink it. <laughs> Unlike that other stuff, don't drink toilet bowl. Don't don't drink it, people, because then the lawyers will be after us again, and we've only got so much money. <laughs> uh, all right, Tom. I came across from this episode. I came across with Isabel not being involved in the killing or being guilty one way or another. Did you get that, or is she still a contender? I think, and I think I had in the outline a, a, in a bit here where Isabel and Edgar are talking and Isabella says something about like she knows what he's up to. It made me think, I think Isabel throughout like this entire series, all these little things that she's said, which are like weird cryptic lines, I feel like they're all just red herrings and she is just heavily medicated all the time. And it kind of makes me think that maybe Edgar is the one medicating her. Um, I mean, maybe she's doing it herself. I don't know. But I feel like all these little lines she's giving to people is her just on cloud nine and has no idea what she's really talking about. Oh, interesting. And that's why she's carrying that samurai sword and refuses the British gentleman (laughs) with the six pack, which Mm -hmm. is probably the most egregious she's on drugs moment because who's going to refuse a British guy with a six pack, you know? See, I'll be interested to see from her mind movie. What's her perspective? How did that, how did that all go down? She probably stabbed him. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so I, I see where you're getting at. I also, I just think she's innocent. That's that's all. I agree. I you think know? all of her stuff is red herring. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. We then get one of the greatest mysteries of all history. 
<laughs> what made the terrible screeching noise while Zoe gave her speech? And it was the shaving of Bao Bing. So with that, I've been Julian. He's been Tom. <laughs> Mystery of the after party's been solved. This is the only thing I cared about. Uh, I will mention that it seems like Bao Bing was a big hit at this party. Mm-hmm. We got that great like montage video of them serving all the different Bao Bing to different tables. And again, every little flavor or version of it looked delicious. But I didn't catch this on my first watch, but I did on my second that there's like a music playing throughout this little social media video he created. Sure. And if you look on the bottom left, it says, I'm a live forever by Xavier. So it's actually Xavier's song playing to this uh, social media post. Such That's a great awesome. call. That's awesome. And this is also where, like, they give it to Sebastian. He's like, no, don't care for it. And then as he's taking away, he's like, oh, bring it back. Oh, is that what he says? I have cake? I have cake. Okay, okay. I thought that was Edgar. I thought Edgar was I have cake. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who'd you say he's getting to? Oh, Sebastian. Sebastian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edgar has cake. Let him eat cake. I think this is also the moment you referred to earlier, where Isabel is, they catch this moment where she's telling Edgar... She knows what he's up to. And so mm-hmm. I'm, do we, th- we think it's financial in some way? Cause she's like, oh, I'm giving away all this stuff. You have no idea what I'm giving away. Or do you think when she's saying that, she's accusing him of drugging her? I think it's either that or again, she's just, she doesn't even know what she's saying. She's so like heavily medicated. She's just putting words and stuff together. Like, I feel like every time they come to her this episode, it is just this one liner thing that makes it seem like she's a big mystery. And then I think we're going to get her episode and she's just going to be drugged out of her mind. Okay. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to say she's the most lucid person in the show. She sees all of the angles and she's playing us all for fools. I'm team Isabel. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. So this is when we get Kyler actually brings a bow band over Edgar doesn't take it because he had cake which was kind of funny and brings it back to Fang Fang gets very upset here because like he needs him to try it like it's gonna be love at first bite so as he kind of goes and potentially he's gonna kind of confront Edgar he sees Grace and Vivian like really enjoying both their bow bings and just having a good time and I think this is where he kind of rededicates himself he's like hey I've got to get that money I need to do this for my family because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's gonna get, need to get that truck out of the impound lot which is not cheap. (laughs) Those tow companies, they charge an arm and a leg. And anyone that works for one's a crook. That's what I've always said. (laughs) Anyways, that'll make sense to one listener. Um, (laughs) What really matters is not whether or not Edgar likes it, but whether or not Roxanne likes it. And Roxanne Mm. feels what way? As someone who whispers to geckos often, Tom, how does Roxanne feel? Well, this is great because this is when Nick, we jump to the after party bit. And he's this is now uh, Jang trying to give it to Edgar. And the way he does, Edgar takes a bite. He's like, I don't like it. Well, try Roxana. Maybe she'll like it. This like editing they do with this tiny little lizard cough was so hilarious. I laughed every time I watched it. It's just like the lizard can't take it down. It's just doing the <laughs> so good. I did not see that in the subtitles, nor did I hear that. But it you sounds... didn't hear it? No, oh, I didn't. It's so funny. I it's so it. quiet. That's why it's so good. I thought Edgar and Roxanne were going to love it. I was devastated in this moment for Fang. Devastated. Yeah. This is then where I think they cut back to the present, and uh, Danner brings up that the timing of the poison really checks out for when these two tried Bao Bing. But I don't know, so, Tom. Okay, I've got to I've got to ask you some questions here because this is where this scene I feel like we got a huge clue or or details about how this murder happened. So did you clock anything in this scene when Edgar, uh, or excuse me, when Fang tried to give the uh, stuff to Edgar? Tom, you think the guy that didn't hear a lizard cough clocked anything <laughs> in this scene? No, sir, I did not, okay. Mr. Sherlock okay. Holmes. As Dr. So, Watson, who didn't get his medical degree, just Watson, <laughs> the failed Watson, living on the street. Go ahead, Sherlock. <laughs> okay, okay. So what I think we saw in this, and this is why I like it being the actual like found footage as opposed to just somebody's mind movie because we get the actual series of events that happened here. So Ulysses is at the bar with Fang. That's where this video starts. And Ulysses is pouring him a drink and they kind of, we saw in his Ulysses mind movie that they were going to have like a toast as brothers. What I feel like happened here is Ulysses might have meant this drink to be poison. This could be the poison that he meant for Fang because Fang takes this drink 
that he gets from Ulysses from the bar, doesn't drink it, but takes it over to the table with him to Edgar. Has this, and, and when he gets there, he puts his drink right down next to Edgar's, and you can see it in the front of frame. So there's two like whiskey glasses right in front. When he tries to do his bow bing and tells, asks him if he likes it, he doesn't. When he leaves this scene, he clearly picks up Edgar's glass and not his own that he brought over to that area. So, and we get in the later scene where Fang is kind of up all night and trying to think of new ideas for the bow bing and everything. So if this is truly delivered, or, or excuse me, he, he took the wrong drink, if this was the one that was laced with Adderall that we know Grace put in Edgar's drink, that's why he was up all night. And potentially why Edgar was the victim of an accidental poisoning meant from Ulysses. And I feel like I was paying extra close attention to it because obviously it's what we kind of do in this show. But it's very similar to, you know, quick spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie Glass Onion, there's also kind of like a glass switcheroo poisoning kind of thing that happens here. Um, so it's very kind of front of the mind mind for me. But did you see any of that? Did you clock any of that? No, I didn't clock any of that. I know that when I watched Glass Onion, I did because I'm really good at movies. <laughs> uh, have you heard of The Prestige? But no. So just so I understand, just so Julian's brain, which uh, weighs probably a little less than average from most people's <laughs> brains, you're saying that this scene shows Funkel wanting to poison Fang giving him a drink with poison in it, but instead of Fang drinking it, he mistakenly swaps with Edgar. Therefore, mm -hmm. Edgar is accidentally poisoned by Funkel, the intended victim being Fang. Is that what you're saying, that's, Sherlock that's, Holmes? <laughs> yeah, that's my leading theory as of right now. I mean, I don't know if it's entirely true. There's also a little bit here up next when they kind of cut to that morning video. Um, and Ulysses kind of like runs, to, like there, you hear Grace scream in the background. Ulysses comes and runs towards the door and like checks to see if like Vivian is okay. He kind of gives this look to camera and sees Jang in this room like alive. I think he was going to the room, assuming that Vivian was the one that screamed and found Jang dead. Um, or Fang, you got me doing it, found Fang dead. Uh, but he was just as surprised as everybody else that it was Edgar. Interesting. I There's also, not... and I'll, I'll throw one more thing out there. Oh, There's also a bit more. from <laughs> Travis's episode in episode three where he kind of threw the pistachios down in front of the door so he could hear if somebody's like walking by. In his episode, there's somebody, after Grace screams, somebody comes running past his path. So if, again, if this was Jang that thought it was Vivian's room, if he ran past the door that was Grace, the person that was actually screaming, he ran past the door of his potential daughter and ran to Vivian because that's who we thought the screen came from. So I also mm. think that might've been the person running past that door when Travis was kind of waking up and heard, heard gray scream. Interesting. Interesting. A lot of stuff to digest there. This is why you're the gumshoe. I'm going <laughs> to stick with my original culprit, global warming. So, you know, <laughs> but I appreciate you doing the detailed dive on this, Tom, and we haven't even reached your corner. That's no. incredible. Is this your curb? <laughs> what is this? This was Tom's curb? Next yeah, will be at like the corner. This was enough. I, I thought about not saying all this stuff, maybe holding it for spoiler, but we say the spoiler stuff just specific for those like series of clues that they give us. I feel like this is this is the kind of thing where there's enough. I mean, clearly they show us all of this stuff if you can clock it, and I... I'm still just keeping the back of my mind thinking this is almost too neat and there, there maybe there's something else we're missing or this is a red herring because I think it'd be fun if they gave us a twist, but this to me points so heavily towards Ulysses. I've never cared for twists, Tom. I just, <laughs> I like movies where they tell you who the killer is in the beginning and then they spend the rest of the episode mourning the loss. Anyways, <laughs> we cut and there is this moment from Fang where he's like, listen, it's always been about Vivian. That's mm -hmm. why I created Bao Bing, all that well, stuff. Well, but even that's what I felt was a huge clue. Like he says, it's about Vivian. It's always been about Vivian. And I think even before he says that, he says not about Edgar, which again, if it is truly like this whole murder mystery was supposed to be a murder mystery that dealt around like Vivian and, and her killing Fang. So the fact that it has nothing to deal with Edgar and he was just kind of like a pawn in this. I'm not a pawn, but just Accidental. the wrong guy in the wrong space. Yeah, sure, sure. 
That's why whenever you drink booze, you always have to check it first for poisons. And so whenever I, even if I'm pouring the cup, I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. I'll <laughs> always take a sip of it just to make sure it's not poisoned before, you know, just in case. So how long it, do you wait? Uh, not long after my <laughs> next drink a lot of times because, um, well, recently the people that gathered in my house said I had a problem, which they've got a problem, but I've never been poisoned. <laughs> so jokes on them. Anyways, uh, she, oh, this is him talking about Vivian, about he wanted her to think he was adventurous. And this mm-hmm. is, I think you're right. If, if this is the main murder of it all, it's an accidental murder then it is more about Vivian and Funkel and Fang. And, and I, I like where your head's at. I like what, you, mm-hmm. what you've come up this episode. I don't think we need to do the next two episodes, to be honest. <laughs> I think you've got this. Well, and you did a good job of calling out when Ulysses is giving a story and maybe doing that whole Kaiser Sose thing where he points out Patagonia on the map and tries to make it a part of his story. Like, I feel like there's a lot in that, too, that we can go back and rewatch and with, with that in mind. Because his, his mind movie definitely, of all we've seen so far, kind of seems the most BS. And that was kind of the first in the in the first season where Jaspers was just way over the top. Um, that's that's definitely where my, my mind is going. Hmm. Tom, I appreciate you trying to give me, you know, some credit, but guess what? I'm just a dumb idiot, and I don't know. So, <laughs> but speaking, you're my dumb idiot. Yeah, I am your dumb idiot. That's for sure. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. All right. Um, we have a nice moment where Zoe admits to her love of Anique. We have Grace admitting her love of Hannah. This is all in front mm-hmm. of Vivian. So it's nice to see them having this family meeting where people are confessing love rather than yelling, which yeah. is a normal family meeting. And then we turn to Isabel and we're introduced to the next episode. And I love Isabel. She's like, I know who killed Edgar and it wasn't Grace. And then <laughs> we move on. So I'm excited I also for like Dater. She's pouring gin, and Danner's like, oh, you're starting early in the morning. He's like, right? And she's like, I'm starting. (laughs) Definitely not poison. Definitely not poison. (laughs) All right. Well, that has been our normal part of the episode. We're about to enter Tom's spoiler corner. Uh, We appreciate all of you that have joined us. Those of you that have reached out, we love hearing from you. Uh, if you have something you'd like to add, something we did write, something you'd like to compliment us on, something you'd like to tell us we're <laughs> handsome about, you can reach us at <laughs> teambingepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Tom runs the X. It stands for Xavier, I think. And uh, I don't remember any of the other stuff other than I think Apple Podcast Reviews is important. And when you write them, uh, a fairy gets its wings. Or an angel gets its wings. I don't remember. I never I like watched. Better. Yeah, yeah, very works. Tom, what oh, I yeah. miss? Follow us Instagram, Twitter at Team Binge or Team Binge Podcast. Continue the conversation. Again, this is a fun one to chat with folks, whether it's through those social medias that we run or through like Reddit. Uh, it's it's just fun. There's so much mystery, so many puzzles. So uh, yeah, engage, and we'll definitely reach out. So again, or thanks through for the dark web. We like to hear people from the dark web. Also, we get Travis's stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fascinating that the political debates that happened recently, they covered this show and what everyone's theory was. <laughs> I felt that's it's important for a president to be able to solve a mystery. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. Tom? Oh, yeah, for sure, Ben. Mike Pence, guy was on it, you know, from the very beginning. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, let's get to my spoiler corner. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. All right, here we are. Tom Spoiler Corner, episode seven. I Uncle love what Funko. you've done to the place. Where did these tapestries come from? Is this Thank you. is this devil's trumpet you have in these vases? It looks Thank great. Thank you for noticing. I appreciate that. You put a lot of effort into this. I can see <laughs> I can see where your fashion eye comes in handy, Tom. Good work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you much, man. But so we got Ulysses episode, and this was a tough one. Like, I didn't clock any of this stuff during the episode. There weren't those kind of 
clear ones I think we got to miss about the dartboard. These were tougher. So the first one we have is the elimination clue. This was not a visual clue. It was an audible clue. So throughout the whole episode, they do the phonetic alphabet. So in order, they say a bunch of the words of the phonetic alphabet. So they say, oh, we're going to be in Paris this November. So clock November. Uh, you're going to look like you're at the Oscars. Oscar. Uh, it literally takes two to tango. So again, November, Oscar, tango, not. And then they do the rest of the phonetic alphabet throughout. And it ultimately spells out not the DJ. So we can cross the DJ off of our kill list. That's the DJ. Wait, no, was excuse never me, no, excuse me, excuse me. Not our kill list. <laughs> off the potential suspect list. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, he's still going to die. We all, gonna, we all die. <laughs> But I don't understand. The DJ was never a suspect. Like the suspects well, are the all main of these characters have been like the show, right? They did in the first season. A lot of these, not the clues, were specific to main characters. This one, I think, they're kind of having more fun with it in terms of they don't want to like specifically call out one of the main characters that have had a mind movie. We've gotten like, and I'll go through the list here. We have not the snorer, which we find out in this episode is Aunt Ruth. It's not Travis. She was the one snoring when Travis was throwing chocolate at her. Oof! I'm uh, no, glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't do the research or commit to that one, one way or another. <laughs> History and the recordings will find me innocent, probably. Um, but yeah, again, and then not the skater. We get the confirmation that it is Kyler, not by suicide. So again, Edgar didn't do it. Not by or not Colonel, not the dog, and then not by camel's milk. So the the cumus or cumus, excuse me. Um, and then I think we also got not by a team, which was a big one from last ep- last episode. And not by a team, I think is kind of important. Like we kind of theorized a little bit, did maybe Jang uh, and Ulysses maybe do this together? But I don't think that this is this is what's happening. And it wasn't team binge. I think maybe they did no. that clue for us. Tom made sure <laughs> that we no one no one was convinced that we were the killers because we have not killed. Mm, we've not been caught killing. We'll just say that. That's what we'll go. say. Very nice. Not the DJ, okay? Yeah. Like, so what's the next one? The next one's going to be not the Zach Galifianakis waiter. Is that what it's going to tell us on the next one? I don't, I don't like it. It's very possible. Um, the next one we got is the flower clue. This is, again, a very tough one. In the... Very early on when he kind of, um, he's on his USO tour and he kind of gives his little backstory and then he's kind of having those like sleep dream dancing thing maneuvers where he's he just like, he's having like PTSD in his uh, sleep and just jiving and jiving, um, and jiving around. Uh, as they slowly pan the camera down, he's got like a digital clock on his like bedside table and on the clock it it doesn't like spell out any word or letters or anything, or excuse me, numbers. Um, it has just like little red dashes where like a regular like eight on a digital clock would be. So if you take all the blank spaces of where the uh, red lines are and like kind of invert them, it spells out posy on a clock, P-O-S-Y. Too hard. So you, this is too hard. That was a super crazy one. I mean, if, if you were looking for it, like the clock doesn't make any sense. It's just got a bunch of lines on it. So, but it, it's one of those that comes very fast and furious. So you have to kind of know what you're looking for to pause it. Once you do, it's not terribly difficult to to do the puzzle hmm. but again posy and clock is what you would put on the website and this unlocks ulysses puzzle called national treasure this was fun because i don't even think there was one word on the page the whole puzzle is just flags so it has like a bunch of different flags like in different groups and then kind of like a key on the bottom which is like another set of flags and you kind of have to like match them up based on like stripes or flags that have symbols or similar colors um, it's a very unique one, and I'd recommend to, to give it a try if you want to dive into some of these puzzles. It's, it's a very fun. Uh, but this ultimately spells out Indo-European. So following some of the other stuff that we've had in the uh, other episodes, we have, again, Hoverboard, New England, Unscramble, Drop Bucket, Eco Warrior, Cyberbully, and Indo-European. So Indo-European also has um, an animal in it, in D-O-E, Doe. So... Again, don't know what to make of this stuff yet, but it's interesting that all of these flower clues continue to have some sort of kind of gendered animal in the name. Huh. Very, very interesting. Now, my question for you is... 
So the the animals are boar, ewe, ram, buck, cow, bull. So if you look at these, a you try ram, to sell this in the fly. I love it. A ram and an and a ewe, like so. A ram is a male sheep. A ewe mm-hmm. is a female sheep. A buck is a male like deer. A doe is a female deer. A bull is a male cow essentially and then you would have cow which is the Mm -hmm. female so you have male female male female so i want to say the uh female of a boar would be a sow maybe um sounds right so i would say the next one i don't know that that's kind of uh i don't know what that solves for us but it goes yeah, they all relate to one another by being the same. Who don't come at me, naturalists like uh, species, but male mm-hmm. and female. Is that am I yeah, touching it's something? Just, no, you're you're 100 right. I think you're like the last. I mean, we have two more episodes, like nine and ten. I don't think we're gonna get any of these kind of clues in episode ten because it wouldn't make sense because they're gonna reveal the killer anyways. Um, so yeah, I don't like. I feel like this needs a key of some sort, right? Like something to be able to unscramble this because okay sure they're all different animals and they're all different genders of maybe the same type of animal but what do we do with this it's that's kind of the lingering question and again these flower puzzles have been known to be the most tricky throughout the whole series so far so i mean actually solving the the master riddle will probably be just as difficult sure does sal uh, does anyone's name rhyme with sal or does any character in the show have sal in their name uh, let's go through all of them one at a time. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Tom, I appreciate your corner. It's very, very interesting. You put a lot of work into it. I wouldn't have gotten any of these, and I wouldn't have put any of the work into it, quite frankly. But <laughs> I appreciate your service. You've done a great job. Thank you, my friend. It's been fun. I Again, I continue to enjoy the extra little bit of, of mystery. And these puzzles are hard. I don't immediately spend, I, I maybe like two or three of them. I tried to do them like all myself without the internet's help, but they are, they are a challenge. I'm also not a huge like crossword guy. And I feel like a handful of these flower related puzzles are very much crossword adjacent. So, um, again, if you, if you've been doing them and, and having fun with them, uh, I certainly am. So, uh, we'll keep it going and hopefully we'll get something more from nine. That'll clue us into what all these flower things mean. Exactly. There's a murderer out there free right now because we mm-hmm. haven't solved the case. The mayor's on our butt once our badge <laughs> and our gun, unless we can close this in ooh, two weeks times the hours in a day. I don't know how many hours it is from when we're going to get the finale, but I'm excited for it, Tom. Thank you for joining us. At this point, I'm going to depart this corner for the new world i have been julian i'm gonna hang out in this corner for a while until next time but i have been tom we'll see you next time everybody bye